0: Welcome back on to yet another edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. Today, a question from Sophie Gallagher. Uh, we've got Lindsay Parry with us once again. Lindsay, nice to, nice to see you. Nice to have you here. Uh, Sophie says, I'm currently on the fourth week of the running through menopause 10K under 60 minute plan. Everything was going well up until last week when I was meant to do my first time trial on Saturday. I did the interval session on the Tuesday, but since then I've been really fatigued. So moved my Thursday easy run to Friday, managed to do that, and then moved the time trial from Saturday. Saturday to Sunday, attempted it but had no energy and didn't finish." Haven't run this week, which is the fourth week of the plan, attempted an easy run on Tuesday, but ended up walking most of it. I've been sticking within the pace pace ranges for the easy runs, but for the intervals, I've been hitting faster paces than suggested, simply because I could, and I thought the point of the intervals was to give it maximum effort. Is this correct, or should I be sticking uh, within the interval paces suggested on my plan? I'm also struggling with sleep issues at the moment, so this is probably contributing to my fatigue. Wondering where to go from here. Lots to unpack in there, Lindsay. Yeah, so I mean, let's start where, where
1: her concern is, and that is that it's okay to go faster than the recommended speed paces. Okay, typically, I don't like that, that's the, in the interval, in not in the easy. In rates, the yeah. interval, sorry, yeah, yeah, that's a, a, a very important differentiation. Thanks, Brett. So in the interval sessions, it is okay to go faster than what is prescribed. Okay, you don't want to be going miles faster um, because that will cause physical damage that we don't want. In other words you will get stiff and sore and we don't want to push quite to that level. So if you're not getting stiff and sore then there's a good chance that you probably aren't extending past where you should be. And the second way that I normally tell people is if you can run the first and the last interval at the same pace and there isn't this huge slowing down as you go through the set, then you you probably aren't running them too hard. So I don't think this collapse has its roots in running those intervals too hard, that's the first part of it. The second part of it is that if it were as simple as the overall training load, you wouldn't go from feeling really good to feeling completely rubbish, that's the first case, and the second case after basically two weeks of really toning it down and taking it easy you would bounce back and be feeling good. So this isn't an overdoing it problem. Uh, My biggest concern is the lack of sleep but very importantly what's causing that lack of sleep. What we know about stress regardless of where it comes from, so stress that's caused by um, a loved one being really sick, that's caused by going into an exam situation. Um, having a really hard time at work, losing a job, um, starting a new job, relationship uh, issues, breakdown of marriage, uh, that sort of thing. We, We know that physiologically that stuff is equal to training hard. So if that lack of sleep has been driven by some sort of stress in your life, then we do need to address the exercise recovery balance and we need to take that stress into account so that might mean pulling out high intensity sessions for example so in this instance the stress plus the intensity could be part of the could be part of the issue but the knock on effect from whatever it is and the lack of sleep is also cutting in and, uh, and impacting on the recovery and it's probably that lack of sleep why even when one of the stresses the exercise is pulled out that you haven't been able to bounce back quicker. So it's a catch-22 because exercise is good for stress, but it does contribute to a level of stress. So in this scenario, uh, depending on exactly what that stress is and how much she's prepared to share in the in the forums, we would have to get a new balance in place which I feel would probably be something along the lines of um, three days a week of very easy low volume running, strength training, um, until such time as, as sleep returns to normal and, we, and, and that stress can hopefully be removed from the situation.
0: Yeah, Lindsay, I mean, people discount the value of sleep. I, I had a, a perfect example in my training last week where I cycled on Thursday morning, but the Wednesday night I got to bed really late. I probably only had about four or five hours of sleep and I felt absolutely rubbish on my ride the next day. Like I got off the bike and I was broken. I rode again on Sunday at a good night's sleep. I did 50% more volume, went faster and felt fantastic. So it's, it's just amazing how... Like you don't realize the impact that not sleeping well has on your training. Absolutely,
1: and that's an acute, that's an acute impact of one night. Yep. So now multiply that by 10 nights in a row where, you, where for whatever reason you're getting two, three hours of broken sleep and you can start to see why that would impact heavily on your recovery and ability to do what you want to do. Absolutely. Well,
0: Sophie, I hope you feel better soon. And uh, yeah, do follow up in the forums. We'd we'd love to to hear how you're getting on uh, and make sure that uh, we do get that balance right. So from the two of us, until next time, it's cheers. Brad here again. Before I go, if you're peri or postmenopausal, then join sports scientist and head of the female athlete program here at coachperry.com, Shona Hendricks, in our upcoming Running Through Menopause Masterclass. If you'd like to recover from sessions quicker, not feel fatigued or tired all the time, run pain and injury free, improve your endurance, and of course, run faster to and through menopause, then head over to coachperry.com forward slash menopause, or simply click on the link in your podcast player now.